Welcome to Spirit Cast. Episode 1, The Quench your thirst for all things Avatar. With your host, Haruki, are you the superior element? And now, on to the show. Okay, so I'm so parked outside of a Chick fil A right now, and it's not comfortable, but I don't care. I'm in my kitchen, and I turned off all the fans because they were being really loud. I wish I had a fan. Like seriously, <laughs> it's re- it's really hot in here. <laughs> don't you have air conditioning? Uh, I don't want to turn it on because it wastes gas. Whatever, Democrat. No, I'm joking. And I so just saw someone I knew who came over and was like, "Hey, you're sitting out here on your computer, talking to yourself, talking to myself, or at least it looks like I am." So I'm special. <laughs> All right, well, we have an interesting episode set up to be our very first premiere episode. I'm excited. Me too. Woo! How about you introduce yourself? All right, I will! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I go by Haruki. That's obviously not my real name. I'm American. <laughs> I live in Ohio, actually, and I'm 16. I'm in high school, a junior, and I love the internet. Um, as far as Avatar goes, the first episode I ever saw on TV was The Awakening, because I had gotten to the series, like, seriously, the day after uh, Book Two's finale. So, I caught up on all the episodes, and I'm seriously obsessed and have been all summer. Okay, what about you, Ayumi? Tell us the deep, dark depths of your soul. <laughs> well, I don't know about deep, dark depths, but, um, as I'm sure everyone has figured out by now, I go by Ayumi, and that's not my real name either, <laughs> but, um, I'm 18, which makes me cooler than Haruki, because I'm older, ha! Um, I live in the southern United States, so if I pronounce it anything weird, it's my hick, uh, coming out, and, um, I'm a freshman in college, and I'm a huge nerd, obviously. Um, and Haruki was actually the person to get me into Avatar. He kept bugging me about watching it. So I watched one episode and I got hooked and I'm like obsessed now. And I ended up watching the entire book two in one night, <laughs> which was interesting. <laughs> I was twitching by the time I got done. And the painted lady was actually the first episode I was able to watch on the TV. And that was cool. And that's pretty much it. Well, we here at Spiritcast actually have a mission in mind. We want to unify the Avatar fandom. People may wonder why such a thing may be necessary or why it even matters. And that's a valid question. I'm sure you're all happy at your individual websites, whether it be the Avatar Portal, Avatar Spirit, or Distant Horizons, whatever. Spiritcast is an independent podcast. It brings fans together regardless of their website origin. I've actually witnessed some hostility towards members of other forums that have moved or they are members of multiple forums. There seems to be a lot of pride in individual communities, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But here at Spiritcast, we hope to help everybody realize that we all like the same thing. Avatar. 
Woo, yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, mission to have because I'm a member on the forums for Avatar Spirit and Avatar Portal and Distant Horizons, and I like all, all three of them. And uh, they're really nice communities, and I love the members and the admins, and, um, okay, I think I'm done sucking up now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm really glad to be doing this, and I think I speak for both of us in saying that we hope everyone will make SpiritCast a habit, and on that note, let's go to the Avatar News! Welcome to SpiritCast, first ever Avatar news segment. SpiritCast, bringing you the news you want, when you want it. The All Avatar magazine made its debut on the 18th of September. The All Avatar magazine includes over 30 pages of all-new comics, featuring the adventures that take place between seasons 2 and 3 of the highly acclaimed Nickelodeon animated series. Collaborated by the show's writers and artists, along with acclaimed comic artists like Amy Kim Ganter, Regan Lodge, Brian Ralph, and Johan Matt, the Avatar magazine serves as a bridge between the seasons. It also explores major plot jumps and some spoilers for the previously aired season 3. This is a treat for Avatar fanatics, since season 2 significantly altered the fates of several main characters of the show. Moreover, it also includes a section dedicated to Avatar fan art. The three-page segment profiles various artists whose works are popularly recognized on DeviantArt. With the mounting success of Avatar The Last Airbender and its spawn sensation, Nickelodeon now clings to its Emmy Award-nominated series with high hopes. Nickelodeon, which expects consumers to spend about $121 to $254 million in 2009 on its products, has launched Avatar as an instrument that appeals to young people's growing interest with its magazines, video games, toys, DVDs, and other merchandise. With its positive hype that's already made manifested on the internet, where fans devote long hours of discussions about the animated series, and its already aired season 3 premiere, the network is optimistic that Avatar will turn into the next big entertainment business trend. If we do this right, it could become our Harry Potter, Nickelodeon president Simon Zargami said. We have the opportunity to create a different kind of loyal audience that will follow Avatar here, there, and everywhere. Marjorie Khan, who oversees development and original programming for Nickelodeon, says that a significant part that measures the success of the show is the fans' reception of the series' merchandise. The success of the shows is the emotional connection that viewers have with the property, and it's a new world. This is one way people make an emotional connection, she said. As reported previously, Nickelodeon has exerted efforts to tap into various markets, which includes a live-action film trilogy written, produced, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. This will further fuel the promotion of Avatar. Once we start the movie marketing, that's when we kick into high gear, Zargami said. We've already done some making of and interviews with Knight that we're putting on the home video releases. We're laying the foundation for what's coming. That will send people back to the network for more in the animated series, he added. The movies will be released on home video and go into another movie, and hopefully, when I'm replaced ten years from now, somebody will be making Avatar 10. Lastly, tennis star Serena Williams will be exploring a new area of talent cartoons. Sometime in book three, Serena is reported to be having a guest character's voice, something that I can't wait to see. I'll make sure to report anything new that develops in that area. That's it for Avatar News. Haruki out. And now for the season recap of the first two episodes in book three, Fire. First being The Awakening, second being The Headband, and later we'll get into The Painted Lady. And as a more in-depth review. Yay! Okay, so the awakening, it was it was interesting. I thought it was kind of like I was very confused at first. Um, I kept on like, what's go going on? But because I was like, oh my god, they're on a fire nation ship, and Aang has hair, and 
you fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I figured it wasn't going to be that cheesy almost. <laughs> Not that it wasn't cheesy that they were on a captured Fire Nation ship, but I didn't fall mm-hmm. for it. Well, I did. I was freaking out and bugging Haruki, and I was like, what's going on? And he's like, just watch the ep- episode, and it was so annoying. But Oh, oh, that's right, because I had already seen it online. Yep, and I was watching before. it in Chick-fil-A, because I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yay! I think the whole episode, you know, Katara and her father were like, at each other's throats, and I, it never registered with me why they were. Even afterwards, I'm kind of like, okay, that's a pretty lame reason to be angry at your father. Yeah, I was kind of upset about that, too. Like, I was like, okay, you haven't seen him in forever, and now you're being all mean to him and stuff, and I didn't like that. Why didn't she have that problem before, when they saw each other before, for the first time in a long time? Beto of the Water Tribe? Oh, no, not that one. Yeah. It was a later one. Yeah. I I don't know. It it irritated me, though. I, I was mad at her. I was like, get over it. You're being a bad per- person. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you stand in her shoes and you're like, okay, well, I guess you're allowed to be a little bit emotional. But she was just downright. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he had to leave. It's not like he had a choice. He had to go fight in the war. It's not like he just left them or anything. That's true. I, she came to understand that by the end. Yeah. She always has amazing speeches, by the way. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, in that one episode uh, with the Earthbenders, and she was all like, you have to fight! And stuff, yeah. That was really bad paraphrasing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise, in The Awakening, I thought it was rather depressing for a season premiere. I was expecting more, but the simple fact that it was Avatar made me happy enough. Yeah. I would have to agree. I was just excited because it was a new season, so... Yeah, I think that was the general sentiments. Um, mm-hmm. Well, a nice segue into the headband is that I thought it was a much more enjoyable episode. Yes, I loved the headband. It cracked me up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I loved seeing the Fire Nation culture. It, it was... I almost expected them... The stereotype would be to expect them to be like... Gur evil bad people because that's all we've seen in the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. But they were just normal people living in a country that was dominating the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, I really liked uh, what we got to see, uh, especially at the Fire Nation school. That cracked me up. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And and oh, you must be one of the popular kids I've been hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Fire Nation schools, did you notice how um? how what they learned was kind of Fire Nation approved. Yeah. Like, when Aang stood up and said the real answer, um, well, the teacher asked Aang, when did Fire Lord Sozin uh, cap- go against... The ar- yeah, defeat the army the- of the air nomads and stuff. And He was like, what army? <laughs> yeah, we didn't have an army. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, it's kind of like Germany in World War Two justifying their cause. I really liked it, uh, especially when when Aang was trying to pretend to be a Fire Nation kid. That just, that, that cracked me up. And him in music class and him dancing around. Oh, the music. 
I love the music, like the Middle Eastern kind of style. Mm-hmm. I really, I loved it. Seriously, I, oh the Katang, there was so much of it in the first two episodes. It was almost sickening. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that uh, fans of that ship were excited. <laughs> well, there's really no other ship now for Katara. <laughs> we we oh. can still hope. <laughs> for Just what, kidding. Zutara? Just kidding. I still think that it's a possibility if there are it more se- uh, seasons. But right now, I think that her and Aang are like the only pair that could have happen if this is the last one so which it technically is well we don't know that yet well yeah we do because the writers told this in a panel at comic-con well but we'll we'll get into that sometime else (laughs) (laughs) i could be in denial (laughs) (laughs) well we can move on to the painted lady now which aired friday night in the united states and it doesn't air anywhere else. <laughs> well, a lot of other countries it doesn't, which is kind of sad. It is. But and Turbo Nick doesn't work for them either, so it's which is stupid. Kind of, I know they're screwed. Yeah, kind of sad. Well, I thought the Pain and the Lady was another brilliant episode, but I'm getting tired of the filler ones. I am too. I was disappointed because I thought it would be like a more important episode. And I was hoping the painted lady would actually be, like, a new character. And then, no, it's just Katara. Yeah, I was depressed that, too. Like, most of the speculation was, oh, yeah, it's Katara because this, this, and this. And I was like, I don't want it to be Katara. That's so easy. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, Katara with face paint. Yay! It's, like, new character. Hello. (laughs) Well, there actually was a painted lady, the river spirit, but... Yeah, and she popped up for two seconds to say thank you, and then she floated off. (laughs) You know, whatever. (laughs) Whatever works. So, just to clarify, I don't know if you read this too much on the forums you dwell on, but I read somewhere, and they were convinced that Toph was doing all the earthbending for Katara in in the end there when she was doing the big battle as the Painted Lady to -hmm. the Fire Nation soldiers. Did you hear much about that? How people thought it was Toph doing the earthbending aspects? No, actually, I really didn't. I didn't um, look at that much, so... Well, it kind of bothered me, because it was obvious that Aang was doing the airbending and earthbending, and Katara was most likely doing the waterbending. Or maybe Aang mm-hmm. was, depending on however that worked out. But mm-hmm. I read that, and then I watched it again, and here comes Toph and Sokka on a boat, after this all was all over from the other side of the river... <laughs> Yeah, because like it showed it showed Toph and she was over there with Appa and she was like banging the rock on the ground to make the big booming noise and so she was like over there. Right. So I was like, yeah. where did they get this? And like four people after that was like, oh yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That yeah. way to annoy Didn't me. Didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. Especially since the first time is kind of exciting to see it. I have to rewatch it to get a lot of the facts. Yeah. I missed the first few seconds of it because I had it set on my TV to pop up. And then, of course, my stepsister has to turn off the TV so it didn't pop (laughs) up. And I turned it back on. And I was like, no! And so I had to go and find Nick and get it up. And then it was already playing with the Doc guy. I love the Doc (laughs) guy. (laughs) What? Doc? Shoe? What was his other one? 
I don't remember. It was something weird, though. It was, I, I don't know. <laughs> Dark shoe was... and the cleaning one. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that cleans the rivers. Yeah. Severe case of schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but my brother Doc is, cra- is crazy. Shh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was hilarious. And geez, again with the Katang. We get it already. <laughs> yeah. Like when they... Ah, uh, you're the most beautiful spirit I've ever met. Usually they're not attractive. <laughs> that cracked me up. Not that I don't mind Kadang, but, you know, we could tone it down a little bit for yeah. us people that puke. <laughs> Aww. And, like I said at the beginning, I'm kind of ready to get into an episode that actually deals with the plot. For real, I'm really excited about this next episode. Oh, right, um... Sokka's master, isn't it? Yep. And probably one of the last things I realized about the painted lady was that there was no Zuko at all. There wasn't! I was sad. I love him. And he was just like, not there. Yeah. I mean, at least in the headband, they had that little scene where a lot of Zume going on. (laughs) Yay! That cracked me up. (laughs) I love it when you hate the world. (laughs) What? It's like, I don't hate you. I don't hate you either. Big smooch. Yeah, so. it was pretty awesome. Cracked me up. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the painted lady? Um, um nope. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, now time for our main topic discussion which is who is going to teach Aang firebending a hot topic on most forums mm-hmm well first we can lay out all of the possible teachers um so the possible candidates would be Iro, Suko, Zhang Zhang and some people think Ozai um Iro and Zhang Zhang, Iro and Suko, Kuzan, Azula, or some new character we haven't heard of yet. Right. What are, What are your personal speculations with this one? Okay. Personally, I am for the Eero theory, which is, um, yeah, he's stuck in prison right now, but I really don't think that that's going to be a permanent state. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that he's going to break out or be broken out, and I go teach Aang how to firebend. Do you think the gang will break him out for that purpose? I don't know. There's been like a lot of speculation about, uh, apparently in some comic, it showed Toph getting captured and being thrown in jail, and like she broke him out, or she was going to, or the gang came and broke her out and then got him while they were there. Something along those lines. But personally, I think he could break himself out, but I don't know if he will or not. So that's right. just me. Well, my personal speculation is that Zhang Zhang will begin to teach Aang because I don't think that the writers would introduce him and have him leave the way he did without bringing him back and closing that story. I think that Zhang Zhang will teach Aang the basics and then something will happen to him, whether he's captured, killed, leaves. I don't know why he would do that. but And then Iro would come in and finish it. I'm not sure how Iro exactly would do that, but with Zhang Zhang gone, I have a feeling that the only other possible person could be Iro at that point. 
I don't know. I'm not going to be sad if they don't bring Zhang Zhang back. I didn't really like him all that much. And Eero's the best. And he's amazing. And I love him. And I think that Huey would be very good because he's real... He's very enlightened and in tune with the spiritual world, and I think that he would be very good with the whole positive reinforcement techniques that Aang works well with. So, because <laughs> I guess we'll see Zhang Zhang, you know, like, just be like, shut up and do it, and then Eero over here, you know, drink some tea. <laughs> well, the only teacher that Aang had that used positive reinforcement was Katara. If you remember, Master Paku was... He was kind of like, just do it. And and so was Toph. <laughs> so was definitely Toph. Yeah, so, well, she kind of got a little bit toned down there and did her work at the very end. Still, I have a feeling Zhang Zhang will at least be mentioned again. I His story can't possibly just go unopened, because it still is unopened. Okay, well, let's tackle some of the other theor theories that are circulating right now. Like, for example, um, Zuko being the one to teach Aang firebending. <laughs> I guess that one's probably the most plausible out of the impossible ones. <laughs> <laughs> because Zuko's still kind of on the edge there of, do I want to support my sister and be in my father's good graces, or do I want to support my uncle and do what's right, in mm -hmm. a way. So I think of all, he could do the turnaround and end up teaching him, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can see see that, but the problem I have with this theory is that I don't think that Zuko is skilled enough to teach Aang to firebend. I mean, because he hasn't, he's very impatient, he can't learn well, which, I mean, if you can't learn well, then you can't teach well, in my opinion. Um, and he hasn't mastered everything. Right, fire he, can't, bending. he can't bend lightning, and he can't do a lot of advanced moves. Another theory that has been going around mm -hmm. is about Kuzan, which, do we know too much about him? We know that he was a friend of Aang's from the Fire Nation and stuff. I think he mentions it in the headband. Yes. Yes, okay, and that's all we really know. We don't know if he's alive or dead, I don't think. And we don't know anything about him beyond that. That I'm aware of. <laughs> I, I think that there was something significant in the fact that Aang mentioned it. I mean, was that necessary to say, oh yeah, I used to come and visit my friend Kuzan? Well, yeah, because if we remember in The King of Amashu, uh, Aang mentioned his friend Bumi, and then, hey, he turns out to be the king and a great earthbender, so... I think that might have been significant. Right, but we'd have to also remember Kuzan would be 100 plus years old. So is Boomy. True, but who do we know that's 100 plus years old at this point? That could already possibly be Kuzan under a different alias or something weird like that. Well, we might not have met him yet. Or we may have. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so, Ozai! Ha! <laughs> Let us have a moment of silence for that speculation. It's about as funny as Azula teaching him. Yeah, I would have to agree, because I just, I can't... I mean, number one, 
Why would the Fire Lord want to teach the Avatar how to firebend? Number two, even if somehow he wasn't aware that Aang was the Avatar, why would the Fire Lord want to teach some random kid how to firebend? And number three, he's the Fire Lord! <laughs> uh, and people don't take this one too seriously. I think we both saw it a few times on the forums, but it was completely unsupported and pretty random. One that I found was that Ursa, Zuko's mother, will teach Aang firebending. Did you hear that one? No, actually I didn't. So, yay! <laughs> yeah, not that we know if Ursa can firebend at all. Why exactly she would teach Aang? Because if she's even alive, we don't know anything about her, even if she's alive, yeah. you'd think she'd be supporting Zuko, and if Zuko, in his current state, was still as he is, then why would she teach Zuko's enemy? how to defeat him in a way. I don't know. From what we've seen of her, like, in flashbacks and stuff, I think that she's more of, like, an hero type of person. Yeah. So, yeah. But even so, I have a feeling that she won't be teaching Aang firebending. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that is, that's kind of interesting. I haven't heard that before, so I was kind of... Hmm. Yeah, it's a different one. Okay, um... Iro and Zhang Zhang teaching him both... At the same time, together. I saw that one, and I think along with that one, they gave a little dialogue of Zhang Zhang smacking Iro, because Iro's like, would you like some tea? And Zhang Zhang's like, work, Aang! <laughs> yeah, I really, I couldn't see that, because Zhang Zhang's all like, you know, fire's bad, and then Iro's like, yay! Yes, <laughs> embrace the chi and stuff. And <laughs> so I really don't see that one working, but I don't know. Maybe it might be like you said in Zhang Zhang start and Iro finished kind of like with the yes. Paku and Katara thing, but I don't know. Okay, um, Iro and Zuko teaching him both at the same time. That would depend on exactly how Iro escapes and all, because if Iro escapes via Zuko then that could be plausible, because that would infer that Zuko... Is going with him? Right, because I don't think he could stay in the Fire Nation with his uncle released, because everybody would look to him. Yeah, exactly. Especially since um, Azula knows that he's been going and visiting him and stuff, and taking him chicken, <laughs> and um, Komodo chicken. But um, anyway, and so yeah, I think that he would be blamed if there was a breakout. Right, and he'll be blamed even if it's Aang and the gang. <laughs> Aang and the gang. Aang and the gang. <laughs> the gang, if the gang is the one that uh, releases him. I personally would like to see him escape on his own, but I, I don't know. Like, he, he, seem, he seems so downcast and stuff, and just kind of... Hmm. So I don't know if he would be inspired to escape on his own. I don't think he would. I actually think he's too honorable. Yeah. To escape on on his own like that and become a convict, even though if somebody else um, releases him, like the gang, maybe that's a different kind of escape for him. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then the last one I have is some new character we haven't heard of yet. Which is, I don't know if they, the writers would introduce another character yet, at all. I don't know because. You know, they introduced Master Paku and... Yeah, you know, at the end of book one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We're, we're nearing the end of 
Aang's journey as we know it, which we are. Book three is the last actual season. In denial. Um, well, I would like to think that the writers wouldn't introduce some random person that we've never heard of or met before, but I don't know. They could. They've surprised us before. Okay, well, who's going to teach him aside? I think that we can all agree that there are some traits his teacher's going to have to have. Like, obviously, his teacher's going to have to be someone who can firebend, and someone who's good at firebending, and someone who's willing to help the Avatar, which in other words means someone who's not loyal to the Fire Nation. And they also have to have patience, and want to run for their lives. Ha, yeah. Well, I think the patience might be, like, not a requirement, but it, it would be good. Because <laughs> Aang for is Aang's kind sake. of like, you know, I'm learning how to water, water bin. Let's make myself into a snowman type of person, <laughs> so, which I so would do. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing. And now we have a little memorial to a great man who is no longer with us, who did the voice of the most amazing character ever, and so we're going to go go into that. On July 21st, 2006, in Salmis, California, Avatar The Last Airbender fans everywhere lost a very important member of the Avatar family. Though we all knew him as simply Mako, or even his uncle Iroh. His full name was Makoto Iwamatsu, and he was 72 years of age at his death. Mako was born December 10, 1933 in Kobe, Japan. When he was a child, his parents moved to the United States. He joined them there after World War II, and they proceeded to join the U.S. military in the 1950s. In 1956, he became a naturalized citizen. When Mako first joined his parents, he began to study architecture, though during his military service he discovered his love for theater, and upon leaving the military began to train at the Pasadena Community Playhouse in Pasadena, California. His first cinema role was in 1959 in the movie Never So Few, starring Frank Sinatra. But Mako was unsatisfied with the stereotypical roles, namely the hired help martial artists or villains available for Asian American actors of the day. And so, in 1965, he and six others formed the East-West Players Company to further cultural understanding between the East and West by employing the dual Oriental and American heritages of the East-West Players. Mako remained artistic director of the company until 1989. Mako was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in the 1966 film The Sand Pebbles, and for a Tony Award for Best Leading Actor in a Musical for the 1976 musical Pacific Overtures. Mako's last leading role was in 2005 in the movie Cages. One day before his death, Mako was confirmed as the voice of Splinter in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. However, he had finished all the voice recording before his death, and the finished film was dedicated to him. This goes out to you, Mako, and to all the people who miss you. No one will ever be able to fill your shoes or to replace you in our hearts. Leaves from the vine Falling so slow Like fragile tiny shells Drifting in the foam Little soldier Come marching home Brave soldier boy, 
comes marching home. And now for Spirit Cast First Ever Character Spotlight featuring dun, 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 The Cabbage Man! <laughs> yeah, a running gag in book one. Okay, well, he's in book one and two. Well, we haven't seen him in book three yet, but I'm pretty sure he's going to pop up sometime, him and his cabbages. He probably is. Well, he was first seen in the episode The King of Omashu, the one with Boomy, um, and his cart was destroyed, what, twice? Mm -hmm. um, and the gang were um, arrested for a malicious vandalism of cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> Love it! <laughs> yes. God bless the cabbage man. Mm -hmm. Then in the waterbending scroll, his cart was destroyed by the gang when they were escaping from pirates. <laughs> and wasn't he one of the refugees um, going to Bossingsay? I think he was. Yes, he was, because I remember her saying, no, cabbages, and blah, 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 blah. And, like... <laughs> oh, and he was seen in the background a few times after that, so says Wikipedia. Because they're always right. Not that that's <laughs> Sar a reliable sarcasm. source. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Woo! Yeah. So that's it for the character spotlight blurb of the week. Look forward to next week. It'll probably be another running gag, because Avatar has a lot of them. They do, and you can always re recognize the Cabbage Man, because he's always like, No, my cabbages! <laughs> Now, for the ship of the week. Which is... Dun, 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 Zume, or as Ayumi likes to say... Mako. Yeah, about that. Zume is so much nicer to say. You are the only person I have seen, slash met, slash heard call it Zume. So, we're gonna go with Mako. <laughs> Whatever, I'll say Zume. Which, for those of you who... Which I hope that there isn't anybody who's unaware of what this is. But for those of you who aren't, it's Zuko and May. And ab about their relationship, hence ship, which was kind of budding, especially in the headband. <laughs> it was more than budding. It was like That's true. Public displays of affection all around. <laughs> yes, and of course we know they have they have a history, as shown in Zuko alone, mm -hmm. where it was evident that. May had a little crush on Zuko. And Zuko thought, thought girls were weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was at that age. Poor little Zuko. He was so cute. But that's not important. Um, no. <laughs> so, what do you think about this relationship? Do you think it's going to last? or? I think that it's possible because they have similar backgrounds. They both come from the Fire Nation and understand those politics. And they already have a history together. It's not like Katara and Zuko where it's random meeting. They know each other. But do they know each other? Seriously. Oh, what I mean is... <laughs> I have a point. <sighs> what I mean is I don't think that May could understand Zuko about... Um, I put this somewhere. I don't remember where. It was on one of the forums I'm, a I'm active on, but it was a little bit of dialogue. It was like Zuko saying, I'm unhappy here and I don't know why, and May being like, so what? We haven't really seen a lot of May's personality. We don't know a lot about her, except that she's real, just kind of like, blah, I hate the world. 
So, I don't know. And Zuko's not like that, I don't think, on the in- inside, so... No, but I think it'll really depend on which way Zuko goes. Whether he goes mm-hmm. supporting his sister and the Fire Nation, or supporting the Avatar and his cause. Well, since I am the person that believes that there's still some good in Zuko and he'll make a smart decision for maybe once, I'm going to go with that he's going to leave and go with his uncle, hopefully. Perhaps. Probably, but that has nothing to do with the ship of the yes, week. Yes, it does, because if he leaves, he's not <laughs> taking May with him, I'm pretty sure. Eh, you never know. I, th- well, we can talk about the possibility that Azula is putting May up to this. <gasps> I never thought of that. You never have? Have you looked at any forums? Yes, it's just, okay, I'll, I'll admit, I stay away from the shipping stuff, because it kind of scares me how some how intense some people get over this. That's true. Like I've seen some fights uh, break out um, where uh, Katang and, Z- and Zutara and they're all like, ah, die! And it's just <laughs> okay. And people ask me all the time if I'm ship, and I'm like, kind of, but not seriously. <laughs> so. Well, I believe that it was in the All Avatar magazine. There was a comic that had to do with Azula putting May up to buddying up to Zuko so Azula could have that much more control over him. I think that there might be a possibility of that because um, seeing how May and Azula interact with each other, you can tell that Azula's in charge and May pretty much does whatever she says from what we've seen. But I think that May actually does like him, but it would be a possibility that Azula is kind of... um, encouraging her well about you saying that may does pretty much whatever azula wants i think she does to an extent she between her and ty lee may is her own person she's much more independent for instance in the episode the drill when they're both standing over the manhole and ty lee's like oh come on we have to follow him azula said may's like i'm not going down there yeah, oh, that cracked me up. I loved it. It's like, Zula can zap me all she wants, but I am not going down there. Exactly. Or something like that. That's not, that's not a direct quote, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I feel like May probably has her own agenda, but... I don't think she'd let Azula play with her like that. I, I'm sure she's aware, if this is the truth, I'm sure she's aware that Azula is using May and Zuko's relationship to have more insight to exactly what Zuko is doing. But I have a feeling that May will end up turning it around and perhaps helping Zuko escape or knocking Azula down a few notches. But then you have to look at the fact that Azula and May are good friends. Yeah, and they've been friends for like a long time, but I don't know. I mean, we really don't know a lot about May, except, you know, like the basics. She's from the fire nation. She's friends with Azula. She has a thing for Zuko, apparently, and her dad's the governor of uh, Omashu, or New Ozai, but, I mean, we really don't know much about her, personally. I think there's a lot of assumptions that could be made, but it'll really depend on where Zuko goes, and what how May reacts to that. I don't know, I really don't think that Zuko would tell May anything, like, personal, like his deep thoughts... Or um, his angsty problems or anything. Like, I don't know (laughs) if I should help my uncle or not. You know, I really can't see him spilling his heart out to May. So, I I don't know. 
then, then again, Zuko just doesn't seem like that type of guy. Just sit there and like, let me talk about my emotions. So... <laughs> my final speculation is that they just both need to be loved. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. They're both emotastic little individuals. <laughs> emotastic! Yes. Yes. They both just need to be loved. Maybe not by each other, but they need to be loved. And now, for SpiritCast's first ever site of the week, where we would like to spread and promote a site that we think is beneficial to the Avatar fandom. What is it this week, Ayumi? This week, it's Avatar Portal! Yay! My favorite thing about the Avatar Portal is its amazing community. The information on its site could be better and more complete, but there's an adequate amount to sate your hunger. Uh, One of its many benefits is the full-length episodes, but at this moment, the hosts that the episodes were on have been deleted because of copyright issues, but they're being uploaded again. What do you like about the Avatar Portal? Well, I would have to say the community, because as I mentioned before, it's one of the forums I'm active on, and I really like all the people and some of the discussions that we get we get into. Some are not so serious, like, which do you prefer, Momo or Appa? But then some are <laughs> are very insightful, like, um, let's see. Oh, looking into the Order of the White Lotus, which was started by <coughs> Haruki. Um, and, <laughs> and one that I found very interesting, which was, where do airbenders get their energy source from? Which is very... Very nice question. It's one I hadn't thought of before. But I like it a lot. At first, I went there to watch the episodes because I had had a lot to catch up on. and But now, I came for the episodes. I stay for the community. That's kind of like me. I watched every single episode of the Avatar, of Avatar on the Avatar portal. And I didn't join until very recently because I noticed how dead the site was because we were in the dry season. There was no Avatar. But that's, of course, when I should have joined and helped keep it active. Bad. Very bad. I know. But that's pretty much the only forum that I'm active on, just because I like Mm -hmm. it so much. It's very nice. I would suggest people going and visiting it, and there is a link to it on our little page, spiritcast.org wordpress.com and there's a little link on the side and you can click on it and go and enjoy. Or you can just go to www.theavatarportal.com You could. And to get to the forum you can click on Avatar Portal Forum a nice image right on the front there. Mm-hmm. And everybody's very friendly and if you post in the welcome board I assure you you will be attacked by at least five people. So <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> just add that in. <laughs> So yeah, check out the Avatar Portal Forum and site. Woo! And now I think it is time for my favorite ultimate segment, which is Sakura's Quote of the Week. Hey guys, Ayumi here with the Sakura Quote of the Week. Well, this week, seeing as we're talking about who is going to teach Aang firebending, I decided to pull a Sokka quote from episode 16 of book 1, The Deserter, where the gang meet Master Zhang Zhang. I'm sure everyone remembers this episode where the gang decided to go to a fire festival and ended up getting into some trouble. 
And our favorite sarcasm and meat guy does what he does best. I guess we could go check it out. What? You want to walk into a Fire Nation town when they're all fired up with all their, you know, fire? We'll wear disguises. And if it looks like trouble, we'll leave. Yeah, because we always leave before we get into trouble. Stay here while we go to the festival. Ready disguises. It's like you're a whole different person. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed the quote, and remember to tune in next time for another soccer quote of the week. So now that we're nearing the end of SpiritCast's first ever podcast, we would like to hear your opinions on it. Send us your feedback and your topics for speculation that you'd like us to discuss to avatar.spiritcast at gmail.com or catch us on a forum, anything. Mm -hmm. um, I, like I've said before, I'm active on Avatar Portal and Distant Horizon and avatarspirit.net just catch me on any of those fours my name is Ayumi surprise surprise um, or Haruki he's on avatar portal and he's nice and he'll help you out and you can give him karma and anyway um, yeah, just send your stuff to us we love to hear from you and yay yeah and if you would like you could put that little mini banner that's on the top right of our webpage into your signature on any one of those forums. And if you email us at avatar.spiritcast at gmail.com, then we'll try to mention you if you email us the site that you're on and a link to the site. And we'd be happy to talk about you just because we love you so much. We want to talk about you. <laughs> no. Yes, we would appreciate it very, very much if some of you who are listening or all, all of you preferably took the banner and stuck it everywhere and promoted us and like, hey, did you hear that spirit cast? It was fun. In a, in a nice yeah. way. Don't the spam. Point. Nobody likes that. Yeah. Yeah, no spamming on our on our behalf. The spam is bad. So <laughs> down with spam. Um And finally, if you have any gripes about our podcast, whether it be content or us in general. Make sure you send it to us, and, well, just make, make sure you send whatever your gripes are, and we'll try to address them if they're possible to address. And if you're just being mean and hateful, well, then I'm sorry. Too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> you lose at life. Yeah. But, um, so I think that's all for right now. Yes, it is. This is the end of episode one, The Awakening. We hope that you all will tune in next time for another Spirit cast. Yes, Haruki out. Bye. This place is weird.